brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey everyone, greetings and welcome to where everything good in life is worth talking about. And in this case, everything good in life is worth drinking. This is good old gal Juliana and joining me today are my co-hosts, good old boy Dave. Well, hey there, sugar. Wow. <laughs> is that Southern enough? No, it's not getting any better. Dang Thanks. Good old boy Kendall. Hi, it's great to be back. Yay! And good old boy Sparky. Howdy. Hey, nice. <laughs> Our sud segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer. Today's show is special. It is a brewery takeover. We are talking about one of the most innovative craft brewers in America, or actually I should say craft breweries. It is Crooked Stave Artisanal Beer Project. Ha! Oh, in Denver, Colorado. Julie, this show is not about Crooked Stave. What are you talking about, dude? It is. No, this is something else. Hold on. You guys said I was going to get to get drink some Crooked Stave if I came back. There better be some Crooked Stave. Kendall, the show is about love. Now, there have been a lot of great love stories in history. Romeo and Juliet. Anthony and Cleopatra. Mickey and Minnie. Homer and Marge, Oedipus and his mom. Oh, really? What, too soon? Anyway, this show is about a man and his love for... Hey, what's wrong with Sparky? Why are his eyes rolling back in his head? Did somebody say love? Hi, this is the ghost of Casey Kasem, and I've got a long-distance dedication. Holy crap! Yeah, this is different. I'd like to tell you a love story. It's about a young man named Chad Jacobson and his love of Bretomyces. What is Bretomyces? It's a non-spore-forming genus of yeast in the family Saccharomyceta. It is often colloquially referred to as Brett. Several American craft breweries use Bretomyces in their beers. Several breweries use 100% Bretanomyces for the fermentation of some of their beers. It is common for American brewers that use Bretanomyces to also include lactic acid producing bacteria such as Lactobacillus and Pediococcus in order to provide sourness to the beer. While bread is sometimes pitched into the fermenter, aging in wood barrels previously inoculated with Bretanomyces is another method used to impart the complexity and sourness contributed by these strains of yeast. Chad's love affair with Brett started where a lot of love and experimentation starts college. In fact, Chad did his master's dissertation on Brett. Now, if that doesn't kick the crap out of a Hallmark card, I don't know what does. When Chad started Crooked Stave in 2010, he was saying, Brett, I love you, baby, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. We have a love, baby. A funky love. And so we send this long-distance dedication out to Chad and Brett and their funky love. When a man loves a microorganism, can't keep his eyes on nothing else. He needs a microscope to see the good thing he's found. 
If it is bad, he can't taste it. Still wants to drink his fill. Don't care nothing about acetic acid, phenols, or diacetyl. Julie, what what's going on here? Oh my God, I am I am not sure, but it's time to get this car out of the ditch. Hey, Dave, if you've done butchering enough R and B classics, why don't you tell us what our lineup today will be? Don't be a hater, Julie. Anyway, here are the beers we've been getting funky with today. Colorado Wild Mountain Sage, Mama Bear's Sour Cherry Pie, Silly Sibbies, Nightmare on Brett, Progenitor, and Motif. We were going to have me do the ratings, but since I'm an idiot and read the wrong line... (laughs) And I'm all love struck, and since Sparky seems to have a deceased Lebanese man inside him, good old boy Kendall is going to read the <laughs> get the honors of reading the Sud ratings today. We'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two. Was that a belch? Three. Ah, what a relief. Four. A body should really not make that sound. And five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Hey, great job, Kendall. Let's get to some beer. Up first is good old boy Sparky. Hey, Sparky, what's your top pick from the flight? <sighs> hey, hey guys, what's up? Um, are we uh, recording yet? Uh, yes, Sparky, we're recording. Jeez, it's like having a second Dave here. Hey, I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, you're right, Dave. Sorry, Sparky, it's nothing like having two Daves. God bless. Um, now, tell us what your top pick out of the flight is. So I think that out of these, my favorite, I'm a cherry fiend. So I think that uh, out of all of these, and it's a tough decision too, because there's so many great things in front of us here and so much funk. Um, man, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Nightmare on Brett. Ooh, Nightmare on Brett. So, this batch of our dark sour ale was aged in oak with fresh cherries from Hawkiss, Colorado. It is a 9.66% ABV. Wow. Only Chad would get that detailed. He almost made it to 9.7. Hail Satan! (laughs) So. Dangerously smooth. (laughs) It really, I did not get that it was that high ABV. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that could be dangerous can fast. You, can you check that, Julian? Reread that. Just, uh, could you take that out to the uh, tens of thousands? Actually, I'm not. I'm not happy with tens like, or hundreds. Like pie. Yeah, yeah. Just stretch that sucker out. Not happy with that no. number. Nine point no. six five nine eight four seven four. I spit on myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And that's what you get. Math does that to me, yeah. though. So, uh, anyways, yeah, you liked it. Yeah, yeah, I really did. Um, you know, it, it just explodes in your face. Wow. <laughs> 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 mm.
it explodes somewhere. <laughs> this show just got real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Kendall, what did you think about uh, Nightmare on Bread? I like the roastiness of it, and that's the one thing I get in, on the nightmares is, is how those flavors complement the fruit and the funk and the other things you do with it. So that's one of the things I noticed. I thought it has a very nice tartness, but it's also very dry in the finish. Yeah, it is very much. So how would you rate Nightmare on Brett? Um, giving this one a four. So, Dave. <laughs> good hey, boy, Dave. Sorry, something exploded in my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't get Sparky's rage. I think it was. I think it was Sparky exploded. <laughs> I I blame Casey Kasem. I think that's. I'm sorry. When you said I had a Lebanese man in me, I thought it was Friday. I don't know what. <laughs> So, okay, so Sparky, what would you rate Nightmare on Brett? I, I thought it was, um, you know, I, I'd be afraid if I had this around on a regular basis because uh, I'm not sure I would get much done with my life, um, especially knowing that it's such high ABV. Um, you know, I loved the tartness. I loved how clean it was, um, especially, um, you know, towards the end. Um, I, I think I'd have to give it a five. I think it's my favorite of all all of these that I've tried so far. Nice. So, and uh, you know, I think a lot of these other ones are supplemented by fruit. It's just very interesting to me that this is just straight, pure, concentrated funk. So, um, and uh, after I clean myself up, I think uh, I'd have to <laughs> say that's my favorite. So awesome. Yeah. So I uh, I uh, I also. In- enjoyed it i don't know if i enjoyed it as much as sparky but uh, it is definitely a great beer i think it takes your palate through uh, a lot of different uh flavors and uh and but it does i think there's a there's a hint of sweetness like somewhere right in the middle yeah uh, that you get uh and then it does kind of finish out kind of dry and nice so uh, i believe this is a great beer uh in in all of the iterations of Nightmare on Brett, cherry, raspberry, um, the different barrels that they put them in are, are all really great. So I would definitely give this one a five as well. Well, my 10 seconds worth of this is, um, it is a beautiful beer. And it the cherry is subtle, the funkiness is strong, um, but it's still easy drinking. And like you said, it doesn't taste like the ABV that it is. That's sneaky. Yeah, it is. It's very sneaky, but it's a gorgeous, dark, rich color. And I mean, this to me is one of those that you really just want to sit and enjoy and linger with, if that makes any sense. Will there be a Lebanese man involved in any there capacity? There probably will be. Okay. Yes, yes. Right. This is another dedication for another time. Fair Anyways, enough. I've given this a five. Well, we will be right back with another discussion about another Crooked State beer in just a minute.
welcome back everyone and we are talking about a love fest to chad jacobson and crooked stave artisanal brewery in colorado um up next is good old boy kendall and he's going to talk about his top pick from the flight my favorite beer from the flight and it's the one that surprised me the most I've had many of these beers before. I, I know that I love pretty much all of them. And the one that did not excite me was the Wild Sage. I've not been much of a sage guy. But I got to taste this, and it was fantastic. I mean, there's tons of sage in the nose. And then when you start drinking it, um, it's lightly tart and gets a little more tart as it finishes. You get just a hint of the sage, and then you get some bright, almost lemony citrus flavors. And uh, there's more sage in the nose than in the flavor, but what's there really works with the other flavors in the beer. Mm. Uh, a nice little funkiness to it, and just all in all, uh, it all worked together to make a great, dr- easy drinking beer. It's probably another one that's like 9%, right? I don't know, but... Well, since you have asked so nicely, it is a... Vale Barrel Age Saison with fresh cuttings of Colorado Wild Sage, and it is 7.2% ABV. Well, that's practically a session beer. There you go. (laughs) Put away a few of these. Yeah, exactly. Drink it by the bomber. Oh, it it would be great on a nice summer evening on the back porch. I love this beer, and that's why I gave it a five. And good old boy Kendall has just... Added into what we all know and love. I believe we talked about this beer in a previous episode. Yeah. I want to say maybe our GABF episode. It's either that or, yeah, I think it was one of the GABF episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely a favorite when we went out to Denver and had it the first time. Um, I, I like this beer. When you smell it, the sage, to me, kind of gives it a savory mm-hmm. um, aspect yep. that... Uh, it, it almost like makes you think it would pair well with like, with like meat. You know, this is a this is a meat drinker's beer. You know, a fancy meat drinker's beer because it's fancy beer. Fancy meat or fancy eater? Well, I'm not getting into that. That's a little personal, Kendall. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> before Kendall takes us off in another ditch. <laughs> oh. Sparky's about to explode again. Um, no, uh, no, I, I think this, uh, because uh, the savory and then you get the citrus uh, flavor that comes in with it is is really great. Yeah, and this would be a nice, like, aperitif or, uh, you know, yeah, like like you said, Kendall, just, like, out after dinner on the summer, like, sitting on the back porch just sipping, sipping this and uh, having some conversations. This is a, a surprising beer because sage is something where you – just even the name put is a little off-putting when you think about it in a beer um some herbs you know you think well that would go great in a beer but some you don't but uh he made it work damn you chab jacobson you made it work uh and i give colorado wild sage a five good old gal juliana this beer reminds me of everything that I have noticed at Crooked Stave. So we've been going to GBF a couple years now. And the first year, we made sure that we went to Crooked Stave at The Source. The Source is this really cool kind of ingenious idea of, of housing multiple 
types of artisanal goods and services, if you will, in one place. It's the neatest thing, and I and I hope to God we get something like this in Nashville someday. Anyways, butcher cheese place. Uh, Oh, so you got like a okay, so yeah. you got a, like an Clothing. arcade of uh, yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever been to Oxbow Market in in Napa? Uh, it's kind of the same concept. They've got you know cheesemongers and charcuterie and and butcher shops yeah, that's and a exactly. bakery and there's yeah. a couple places to eat in there too. And, and exactly, well, this is, that's yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is that. Cool. Why don't we have that? You have not opened it yet, Sparky. I don't know. That's, that's your true. problem. All right, third career. Get on yeah. it. Yeah. On it. Anyways. This kind of reminds me of all that is at the source. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a wonderful beer. I I mean, and I've been in love with it since the first time I tried it. But it just is very artisanal, for lack of a better word. And it just, yes, it would go good with the meats and the cheeses that are there at the source. And, you know, you just get this feeling like that you can just carry a pint of this around the source while you're searching for other goods and services at that place. I know that sounds really cheesy, but this just to me is the epitome of what, you know, true artisanal craft beer is in a truly artisanal food community, if that makes any sense. And um, I'm glad you like this beer. I it's Love one it. of it's one of my favorites. And you know, with the sage and the lemoniness and that slight like funkiness it's it really is like a craft beer lovers lawnmower dream if you will and um i'm giving this a five okay that was like twice as long today it's unusual <laughs> it felt very cleansing <laughs> it's true wow we need that after this episode i guess Absolutely. so um good old boy sparky what do you think of this beer so the first thing that I wrote after I tasted this was fun with food. So that was, you know, when you guys were talking about some of the other notes, I love to cook and smoke meats and stuff. And, and to me, I just like immediately had the vision of this beautiful roast chicken that I had put in like a, a citrus brine for a couple of days and then, you know, taking it out and dusting the cavity with some sage and then just roasting it so the outside's perfectly crisp and the inside's still just super juicy. And this beer would be the perfect thing to go with it. And sage is a dangerous weapon. I mean, I think a couple of you guys talked about that's a powerful spice mm-hmm. and a little dab will do you. It can, mm-hmm. it's, I find it off-putting in a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I think people use it improperly. But who the heck would have thought of it in a funky beer? I mean, my goodness, what a, what a, uh, a revelation. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but like to me, I just I want I want the chicken leg from that roast chicken right now. I right. want that dark meat. Mm. I want the crispy skin, and I want. Uh, we should probably just leave and go make that right now. I think is there really go. the right answer. Yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, overall, very cool, very funky. I'd I'd have to give it a four overall. I was very uh, pleased with it. Can I just say that <clears throat> I think we have another sip suds and smokes first. I believe Sparky is the first person on the show to use the term dusting the cavity. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to you, Sparky. Kudos. I aim to please. And now we are banned from culinary institutes. And Lebanon. And I'm Lebanon. really sorry the entire country of Lebanon. You guys yes. are tight. I mean, solid folks. Yeah. Going through a lot. There's but uh, Okay. Yeah. Well. Little boy Dave, what was your favorite of the flight? My favorite 
is Mama Bear's Sour Cherry mm. Pie. Oh, man. Stole it from you, I know. You did, you rat. You guys need to work this out. You need some time. Mm. We, we get It'll be after later. you guys okay, leave. Later. Fair enough. Yeah. She'll get out the whipping stick. Right on. So, okay. So, this burgundy sour ale was aged in oak barrels with sour cherries. And this is a 7.00% ABV. Wow. For those, that, for those that care. Yes. Was and that carrying, was there a digit that carried infinitely after that or no? Just stuck at zero, zero. It's amazing um, some of the ABVs on these beers because traditional sours are generally um, like three, four percent beers, you know, and um, you know, a lot of the like the Pediococcus and Lactobacillus, depending on how they're used, um, they cannot thrive. And even some of the strains of Britannomyces cannot survive in uh, higher concentrations of alcohol. They don't have as much tolerance. So booze murders funk. Booze murders funk, yes. So consider that. So if you're ever playing a game of uh, funk, booze, scissors, never uh, pick <laughs> funk if someone's going to play booze. So booze. Let that be a lesson to us all. Yes. True. So True. I just made that game up, by the way. We'll play later. Anyway... Um, so, uh, Mama Bear, uh, I would love to have her pie because uh, it is <laughs> so good, dude. Her cherry pie, guys. And the love fest continues. I, uh, <laughs> I'm just so glad I didn't do a spit take on this microphone <laughs> right now. We might want to think about putting some plastic up. Yeah. Just yeah. in the future. Some sheeting. Just a thought. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's, it's getting a little weird. <laughs> getting... <laughs> Oh, Kindle. Just now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just now started getting a little weird for you. All right. Kindle's I have a high well, tolerance for weirdness. Yeah. Now we know his tipping point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this beer is like so full of flavor. And, and uh, it it's tart almost to the point of face puckering, like full frontal face pucker. Um, but it, it stops just at that right spot, you know. Um, shut up, dude. So Are we I'm, saying anything? You're saying it with your expression, so shut your expression up. So uh, your body language is too loud. So anyway, I don't even know what I'm saying. So anyways, I love your pie, uh, uh, Mama Bear, and uh, I hope to have it again soon. <laughs> I would give this beer a five million. You guys suck, by the way, because I couldn't even do my beer thing. <laughs> it's a drop. Well, okay. Um, I guess I'm up next. I still remember being at the source and tasting this thing for the first time. This was two years ago at GABF, and Crooked Stave releases a beer for each GABF festival. This was the kid that won that year. And I just kept thinking to myself, oh my God, like, you know, it's, it's like you finally, like, 
this the, the song is finally in your head and the birds are chirping and the sky is like this beautiful blue the sun's shining and like everything just seems to come into focus i know this sounds really weird but bear with me anyways it still continues cheering to, you on yeah thank you it just still continues to be one of my favorite beers from Crooked Stave of all time. I mean, the cherryness is, it's so tart, but at the very end, after your salivary glands are just sort of like overloading with juices, you get the sweetness. And then there is that breadiness there too. And it's really, it's such a great, interesting balance. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't had anything like this. Not to say that there isn't anything out there that I just haven't tried yet, but this is such a specific flavor. He better just brew this for the rest of his life. And this is my love dedication to Chad Jacobson, but I love you for this beer. Um, it's really incredible. And I give this a five. Now, top that good old boy sparky <laughs> i don't think i can on public radio but um i i i love cherries that's my favorite fruit of all time and um you know this i think is everything you're looking for in a good tart cherry you know funky beer um as a matter of fact uh you know you you get the tartness um i i Again, this just goes to food for me. I think all these all these amazing crooked stave beers are just screaming to be paired with a great dinner or a great meal. Exactly. And and this one, I'm thinking like a like a, a dark chocolate tort or something Ooh. like that to kind of yes. to go with it. So you get that. Or or I might take some cherries and use this in a in kind of like a sauce that I would put on top of that with some maybe yeah. some slow cooked cherries with that to go and but but mm, and some mascarpone cheese. Oh, too. get out of town, yes. dude! No, yes. <laughs> so like, yeah, I I think it's it's amazing. Um, first of all, I think it's really lucky, at least in this market, that we even have these beers. Just uh, it's it's a weird story on how we even got them yeah. here. Do do we tell can we talk Sparky, about that for a second? Please yes. do. So there was a beer festival back in March, and uh, by some kind of uh, deal with the devil. I'm not really sure. Smooth uh, talking, smooth sweet talking. Uh, the organizer of the beer festival, Matthew Leff, uh, organized uh, some kind of temporary deal with a local distributor to get these into the market. And and I know I'm I'm sure it's only a matter of time. It's probably too late. We only got like a certain amount of it, so it's not going to be a forever thing. But um, uh, we've I mean they've been flying off the shelves here. Yeah, they're yeah, they went really quickly. Yes, and um, and I mean it's going to be a sad day indeed when we need more. I know it's, but it's a temporary thing. I mean, I, I think no, no, we need more. I you're Sparky. not blinking right now, and you look really intense. I you're kind of freaking me out just a tiny more. bit. More. Okay, right, Juliana. What is, he, what is he possessed by? I don't know, but I, you're going to have to manage mama the situation, bear. Mama. Don't make me get on Mama Bear. <laughs> on he needs guys, that pie. Right? He needs Mama Bear. Better pie. bring me some more <laughs> of this pie. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Gotcha. Um. <laughs> So, so very, very fortunate that we got this into the market and uh, very happy to have this because, uh, you know, the more cherries and fruits and funky awesomeness that you can bring in here. But, but really the thing about all of these Crooked Stave beers to me is that they just scream 
I mean, there's a there's a beer tasting dinner that is just waiting for this to happen, and probably happens in Colorado every other day or something. But but uh, to me, this this is a uh, just delightful tart, just a great way of showcasing. I'd love to know what kind of cherries they used, um, but uh, just a great way of showcasing that fruit, and uh, would be fantastic um, yeah. with some chocolate. I, I hear people in Colorado. Uh, they have so much crooked stave they they bathe in it. I've heard that too. Yeah, mouthwash yeah. and aftershave yes. is just the other two things. Throw it around, sprinkle, yeah. you know, a yeah. little bit behind the ear. Shoot videos yeah. just to yeah. troll the rest of us. That's a sure. thing, jerks. Yeah. I have to get a five. Um, so just just fantastic. Everything I'm looking for. Go to Blake Kendall. What do you think of this beer? I don't know what else can be said <laughs> other than the first thing I wrote down was just cherries, 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 because yeah. it is so uh, abundant and bright and tart, and I love that. It was, uh, I can't say anything more than y'all have. It was delicious, and I gave it a five. Well said, my man. Well said. Now we get to me. Well, so before we do that, I would just like to talk about some unrelated subjects. I was just kidding. Go ahead. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. In the same fruity vein, I would talk about Sparky. Guys. (laughs) No, I would like to wax poetic about silly sippies. Yes. Um, and it was a toss-up, really, between this and another one. But I wanted to talk about this because raspberries... Well, let me get to the description first. Why don't I just do that? Let me say good old boy Mike loves raspberries and raspberry beers. So if you ever see him out somewhere and there's a raspberry beer on tap, buy him the biggest glass they have and insist that he drink it. Oh, you know that is wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Seriously. If he was here today, he'd be stabbing you with something that was not sweet. Anyways, Silly Sibbies is a Belgian strong dark ale. It is 9.00% for those of you that are counting. And um, it's been aged in oak barrels with raspberries. And mm. it has only been brewed once. Wrap that around your head. Actually, that uh, uh, we were some of the first people to have it. It, it went yeah. at the yeah. We were some of the first people in the country. Yeah, and we really, really enjoyed it. I would love to be in that barrel. Anyways, mm, later. Yeah. Oh, excuse Whoa, you. Wait a minute, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Thanks for making that weird. Um, Anytime. <laughs> as if our day wasn't weird already. But what I love about it is the balance of the raspberry flavor and the tartness and it's very approachable for what it is and raspberries are such a delicate flavor that he really does a great job with this i'm gonna give it a five and then we will talk with everyone else when we come back from this little episode break
Welcome back, everyone. We are discussing Chad Jacobson's beautiful, wonderful, amazing Crooked Stave Artisanal Brewery. And we're doing a tap takeover, or I should say a brewery takeover. And right now we are talking about Silly Sippies. Good old boy Sparky, what did you think of this beer? Well, I love raspberries, unlike some people. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> That aren't here. Where the hell are you looking at me? No, oh, I you see. just brought up, yeah. But, um, but no, this, you know, I, I love raspberry, the fruit. I mean, it's such a such a versatile fruit. And, you know, I think of some other raspberry beers, like I was just uh, lucky enough to score some uh, raspberry tart from Nuclearis. Nice. And it's a great one. I know, I know, but it's also like... Uh, an, a nonstop freight train of raspberries and diabetes, and uh, and I have no problems with that. That's a good thing. But that's okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, Just take your glucagon. You'll be I'll fine. I'll be great. I'll be great with that. But but um, but this this like takes the fruit in such amazing funky directions and just builds upon it. Um, you know, and again, I mean, I'm sorry, but like every time I drink these beers, I'm thinking of like, I could make this to go with it, you know? And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm thinking about the chocolate this could go with. Um, um, what about the pork this could go with? Oh, shut the front door. <laughs> oh my gosh. Something roasted and naughty with some like burnt, crunchy. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> Where's that Lebanese man? Can we bring him back? Um, <laughs> I'm the worst Jew in Nashville. I'd like to get that across. I'm a terrible... That's another Sips, uh, Suds and Smokes first. Yes. We have now um, selected the worst Jew in Nashville, and it's uh, good old boy Spark. It's mine. I'm a, I'm a terrible representation of the tribe. But were I going to do those things that you speak of, I would absolutely do it with this beer. <laughs> Without the Which rabbi he never would actually would. <laughs> nope. No. Never would he. I am so but sorry, Rabbi Kulik. I have failed you and I failed America. You failed your people. I did. Uh, man, I mean, these guys can't, I mean, this guy can't do fruit wrong. I'm going to have to go with a five on this <laughs> bad boy as well. <laughs> Bringing shame upon my people and poor products. Good old boy, Kendall. What did you think of this? I'm still trying to figure out what a Sibby is. So. <laughs> ah, I can tell you that. Please. Sibby is the name uh, of Chad's dog. I believe she was a Siberian Husky. She may no longer be with us, um, but she was the brewery dog, um, hung out and everything. So she had a lot of nicknames around the brewery. I think it's a she. I'm going to say she. But uh, Salvador Sibby, Silly Sibby. So... Um, that's where this name came from. It's a great beer. I mean, the raspberries in this are done so perfectly. As some of you have mentioned, a lot of raspberry beers just aren't perfect. And it, they, true. And and I've you know we've probably all had those beers where it tastes like they went down to the local grocery store and bought some fake raspberry extract and just yep. poured it in, and it's it's awful. Some and that raspberry soda. I love raspberry beer when it's done well, and uh, that that's rare. And this is the exception, and it's exceptional. It's such a delicious beer, and I'm with you. Just the the tartness of this, the just so easy drinking, and just reminds you of having a nice little raspberry tart. The mm. the funk character mm. in that brings that around, and yeah. mm, that's a five. Yeah, for sure. What are we going to do when we can't get this anymore? 
drive to Colorado, Colorado with a exactly. U-Haul truck. Get the shakes. GABF is around the corner. We're going to get right. a bunch of guns Stay and strong. a U-Haul, and we're going to Colorado, and we're bringing Chad and some silly sippy back. So, Don't forget that cherry pie. Yeah. And the pie. <laughs> All of the things. Good old boy Dave. What's your take on this beer? Silly Sibby. So, wow, that was like a tongue twister. Um, so you said this was only brewed once. Is that what was on the paper that I gave you, that you read, and then I took it as you saying it? Um, <clears throat> <laughs> well, according to the interweb, that's what happened is they only brewed this once. But having tasted this beer, I can't imagine that's true. It's probably that they brewed it once, and then they're going to brew it like a million more times. So that's what I'm going to assume One can help. is going to happen, because otherwise, I, I just can't imagine what the alternative would be. Probably Apocalypse or something. Anyways, uh, this beer's awesome. I won't say that it's as good as Sour... Uh, Mama Bear Sour Cherry Pie. It might be. I don't know. It's really damn good, though. Anyways, it's awesome. Uh, great balance of the fruit. Yeah, I mean, a lot of fruit beers, a lot of times people brew fruit beers and they use a really light beer, like a wheat or something, to so that the fruit can just kind of lay on top of a very basic beer that's not hugely flavorful or whatever. When you get into these sours that are big beers and big flavors and the fruit actually has to balance with it and play on a level field with it and, and, and you know the nuances have to work together, that's, that's really advanced. And then you, you're doing this in a barrel. Like, you know, you know, wood and all the many things that wood brings to and takes from beer flavors. So... Uh, it's actually pretty incredible what they're doing with that. So this beer was phenomenal, and I would give it a five. So, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. You know, we were talking about how Chad uh, did his dissertation on Brett, and uh, in, in actually in Scotland. So I'm sure no one understood what he was saying when he read it, and he probably had no idea what they were saying. Uh, fuck you! Uh, so uh, I actually downloaded some of Scott's dissertation because I figured, like, if we run Scott, who's Scott? Chad. <laughs> Where did I get Scott? Oh, Scott Lund. Yeah, the See? Chad. Yeah, Chad. Sorry, sorry, Chad. I called you Scott, but uh, you're Chad. So anyways, I downloaded some of Chad's uh, dissertation, uh, and I thought, just in case we run out of time, that I would read a little bit of it. So uh, here's a quick excerpt. Uh, I once caught some yeast in Nantucket. Its mitochondrial was so long you could... Hey, Dave, stop. Just stop right there. I don't think that's part of Chad's dissertation. Hmm... You might be right. There was a very sketchy website that I downloaded that from. I think there was some dancing ladies on the homepage. But anyways, uh, you know, what are the chances we'd run out of time anyways, right? Okay, so 
Let's just talk about the beer. Those crickets kept going. That was cr- weird. Yeah, it kind of yeah. like the belch, you know? Just I got uncomfortable by the end of that pause. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was okay. that an uncomfortable pause? It was. A okay. pregnant pause? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I shifted from one butt cheek to the other during that time. Okay. I do that I, constantly. Is that right? I, I, I kind of enjoy it. Kids, I think oh. we have one time for one more beer. <laughs> so let's talk about one more beer. Which one would you guys like to talk about? Well, uh, you know, <clears throat> I hear Bud Light's got this new flavor. It's like uh, nobody, America nobody Light. Was, nobody was going to cut me Mer- off. America wow, Light. <laughs> I just want to see where you're going with that. Oh. I know. Yeah, we were all wondering if this was some correlation into one of Chad's Clamaderita? beers. Oh. Uh, I got that once in Tijuana. It took a lot of <laughs> antibiotics to uh, get rid of. <laughs> Don't get that in your beer. That'll that'll <laughs> sour your beer real quick. Hey, that's a mistake you only make one time, <laughs> friends. Let me tell you. Yes. Okay. Um. Why don't we talk Cut about progenitor? Border, the progenitor. Why don't Mexico we talk way. about Yeah. Let's get this back on track. Okay, kids. Come on. Let's reel it in. Let's look at the lights or not. Mm, Shiny progenitor. things. Okay, so Progenitor is just a nice American Wild Ale. It's 6.2% ABV, not 2.0, not 2.1, just 2. And sadly, it's retired, but I thought this would be really cool to talk about because it's so completely different than a lot of the other beers that we were discussing today. Yeah, does it live in Florida now? It might. Because it's retired. It's retired. Yes. I got so you, Dave. Have, I appreciate yeah. you, and I know that says a lot about me. Yeah. Yeah. And probably um, Not you. good. No. Yeah. Either way. So, good old boy Sparky, what did you think about this beer? Um, this 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 was absolutely uh, probably. It's it's interesting because when I had it at first, it was pretty cold, I think. Um, and when I first uh, had it, of course, uh, you just get hit with the hops uh, straight yeah. on, uh, which is uh, unlike any of the other beers that we tried today, and some that we didn't even speak of. Um, and I got a really kind of funky blue cheese aftertaste from it. I couldn't quite pick on it. Um, but now that I've tasted it again, that it's gotten warmer, I'm not getting any of that. Um, well, and you stopped eating the blue cheese earlier, too. So oh, is that what that was? Could be. Yeah. All right. Well, you put it in front of me. I'll eat it. Um, but uh, yeah. no, it's uh, no very, very different. Um and I almost got these, uh, you know, kind of darker notes uh, at the end of it that it wasn't quite, again, a lot of these others are very complex, very, you know, you feel the funk in it. This this was just really just straight hops all the way to the end, um, very little funk. Um, I'd say overall I'd have to give this a three out of uh, five. Good old Black Kendall, what did you think of this beer? I like that the dry hop character gives it, something different that none of these beers have and i was getting a little bit more funk probably when it was a little colder yeah but uh i love this beer for one reason and that's because it reminded me of something else that i love very much and that's orval oh. which i just had quite a bit yesterday yes <coughs> and, uh, there was a good bit of that floating around for and so I, I there i mean it's not i'm not saying go out and buy this it's just like orval but there are definitely some similarities there mm. a dry hopped brett beer um and yeah, and i was yeah. sensing uh, you know commonalities between those and that's why i would give this one a four i enjoyed it good old boy dave what did you think of this 
Well, I am a, a big fan of like Brett Pales and um and, and funky beers that are hoppy. I think uh, if they're done right and it's the right strain of Brett and uh and the right kind of hops that is just a really cool flavor and if they balance a rail i think this one is a little hop forward for what i'd like to see I, i'd prefer it if it was um i love hops now so don't get me wrong but um if if the brett came out a little bit more and they weren't maybe fighting so much or whatever but it's still a really cool beer and um and it's very enjoyable i would also give this a four. Well, I'm going to be really quick, but I th- I really enjoy this because Chad can do great things. I mean, you mean Scott, right? Chad. The Chad. The Chad, yes. He can do great things with dry hopping, and he doesn't need a fruit in order to bring out some really nice funkiness. And right. again, yeah, in the that's beginning, great, yes. it was about the funk. And then as it warmed up, it was more about the hops, and it was more about the malt backbone. And it's not a strong malt backbone, but it's enough where you can taste it and you can appreciate it, like you can appreciate an Orval, you know? Very, and Very unique. Yeah, and yeah, to me nothing. that was great because it's not about this assault of, of, of bread and fruit and, you know, and, and dark, deep funkiness. You know, this isn't an extraordinarily dark beer, um, but it just has this really great depth. And as it opens up, the fact that you're getting more hoppiness and and more um, maltiness, that to me, you know, speaks volumes about the type of brewer that Chad is. And yes, this has been a love fest all day, but I, I really enjoyed this beer for being so different from everything else that we had. And um, I give this a four. So we have just a couple minutes left and I just wanted to uh, do a quick round on the motif. So the motif is a dark Belgian beer and it sits, it's a Belgian sour and it sits at 10% ABV. So this is the strongest out of everything that we drank tonight or today. What did you guys think of it? Sparky? I'm, I'm shocked it was a 10%, especially when it was colder. I didn't pick up any of the booze that I normally would in that. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels like a classic Belgian dark, um, maybe a little bit brighter um, than what I'm used to in that kind of flavor. And that is not a bad thing at all. Um, uh, I think this is probably the least likely thing that I would have paired with food. Um, honestly, I think it's it's pretty complex and I'm not sure how that would go. I, I think overall, I'd have to give it a four out of five. Go to Bike Kendall. What do you think about this? I love this beer, and it's changed as it's warmed up. But when I first tasted it, I was getting kind of that Belgian candy sugar, the dark Belgian flavors, the dark fruits, the things you expect in a double or a quad. And and it was just really tart and or lightly tart, easy drinking, mm-hmm. scarily easy for the, the mm-hmm. range, but loved it uh, for. And good old boy Dave, what did you think about it? Uh, I, I agree. I um, I'm a pretty big fan of Belgian darks, but uh, yeah, this one had uh, had some different characteristics, and it definitely did not taste as big as it is. So kind of scary, kind of dangerous, but uh, I would definitely give it a four. And I gave this a four too, um, just because. 
it wasn't all like super funky and it wasn't super hoppy and it wasn't fruity but it was just enough to let you know that like even his bass beers can be really good open roads and open windows my hand is yours forever sweet love our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view today and so now we're going to wrap it up we hope you enjoy this episode and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on soundcloud TuneIn, stitcher youtube spreaker prx and our native media host utunes and our own itunes app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone just search for sip sud smokes on itunes or in the google play store we love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at SipsudSmoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. Well, maybe not this episode, but some of the others, uh, if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see the feedback and appreciate it. Hey, Kendall, why don't you tell us about your beer blog and where to find it? My wife and I blog about the good news of good beer and just trying to help people learn more about beer at BeerMakes3.com. You can find us also online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual sources. I want to thank all of our hosts today on this love fest to Chad Jacobson. Good old boy, Dave. I love being here, honey. That was Mm. way southern. Yeah. Good old boy, Kendall. This was a great time. I love Cricket Stave beers. And good old boy Sparky. Join us next Sunday for America's Top 40 Countdown. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Thanks. This is good old gal Juliana. Thanks for listening and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.